Hey, Natasha here. I just wanted to give a quick intro of this episode as it's a little different from our standard format. Instead of interviewing someone else, I'm actually in the hot seat this time, thanks to House of Pods from the Margins to the Center podcast. They generously gave us permission to run this interview on our show. And I'm really excited to bring you this interview because House of Pod knows us really well as they helped us get our start in podcasting. So it was really a delight to sit down with their producer, Becca, and talk about how the Just a Special podcast is made. I'm one of those people who loves going behind the scenes and hope you are too. I also talk about how we've moved beyond the microphone to build resources and community for foster families. So if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does a lot to help new listeners find our show and also increase foster care awareness. And subscribe to the From the Margins to the Center podcast to learn more about other podcasts definitely worth a listen to. All right, I'll let the House of Pod crew take it from here. Happy listening. Hi, I'm Rebecca Mendoza-Nunziato, and you can call me Becca. And I'm Jeanette Harris-Quartz. This is From the Margins to the Center, a show that unapologetically amplifies voices of marginalized folks. And in season one, we're highlighting women of color podcasters here in our home state of Colorado. These incredible humans will share their best stories, their biggest moments on and off the mic, and a glimpse into their experiences in the audio industry. We're building a better world through better listening. Join us. And in this episode, we are excited to introduce you to Natasha Pepperell, the creator of Just As Special, which she co-hosts with her sister, Rachel. And we're adding another branch to the House of Pod family tree. Ayo. Because Natasha is a 2020 graduate of our Amped Podcast Incubator for Women of Color. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love this family tree. I love to see it growing and blossoming and the smile that comes across your face every time we talk about one of your... Amp sisters is truly amazing to me. Um, I love the sisterhood. There's nothing like it. Yeah. It's really powerful. We are here today to highlight Natasha's journey that has happened over the past year and not just any year, but 2020 <laughs> year. Yeah. Natasha just went straight ahead with her vision for creating the podcast that she wanted to see in the world. Mm -hmm. And they just celebrated one year of their yes. show they've produced with House of Pod. And we are just so impressed and inspired by Natasha. Yes, uh, she does good work. She's doing good stuff. Natasha does a great job building community beyond the mic. She is a foster mom to teen girls. Mm -hmm. And as a woman of color, she's passionate about finding and sharing diverse perspectives when it comes to foster care. And her sister is also a foster care volunteer. Yeah, exactly. But yes, you and Natasha referenced two episodes that really capture her journey, including episode one. Yes, it has a great title. She called it Sassy as Hell and Haunted by a Microwave. And okay. this is with Maddie, who was formerly a child in foster care and now is a social worker. I was like 15 at that point. So I was definitely older, but I was really open to all of this. Like as much as I was angry and aggressive, I wanted a family. 
Wow. Okay. Okay. And the last episode of the season, episode seven. Called Trigger Dances and Cookie Sheets. <laughs> Love that. And that is with Maddie's foster mom, Patty, who's wow. also a family therapist. Isn't that cool? That is cool. You know, we're not perfect. That's right. And we don't want to be perfect. We don't want to model that because we don't want them to be that because it's impossible. Right. It's impossible. And also, this also gives them a roadmap. It's a web of, of community members, of of folks in, in the field of foster care. And I I loved the journey going from episode one to episode seven. And I hope you'll listen to all of these as well. Yes, please do. But <laughs> not before listening to this episode and learning more about the mind behind Just a Special. My name is Natasha Pepperell, and I'm the founder of Just a Special. We're a foster care podcast focused on diversity. My sister is a co-host with me. She's a foster care volunteer, also volunteers in a women's prison where she works with many women who have kids in foster care. We also partner with foster care agencies to provide training for foster parents using our podcast as a basis. And we are also building out a resource database. So that people who are interested in getting involved can easily find the ways to do so. So I know a little bit about your story, in part because you participated in our Amped Incubator for Women of Color. So I actually looked at your application to come and create a podcast with us at House of Pod, um, which is really fun because it's been a little bit of time since then. And so you wrote, when I first began foster parent training, I was disappointed to not be able to find any foster parenting podcast that I felt spoke to me as a woman of color. And you spoke to how there were sexist and racist and white savior undertones. So I would love to hear a little bit about the origin story of what made you want to start a podcast. When I was in foster parenting training, I was like, I want to learn more about this. I was going to be a first time parent and I turned to podcasts as a way to learn more. And I just wasn't able to find any that I felt really spoke to me as a woman of color or that were diverse in terms of the people that they were bringing on or diverse even in the multiple perspectives that they were highlighting. You know, when I looked around my classmates and the foster parenting training, many of them didn't fall into those traditional buckets as well. There was multicultural families, single foster parents, unpartnered foster parents, and I just felt like there was this huge gap that wasn't being filled. I realized that I needed to make the podcast I wanted to listen to. There was just no other way. It just wasn't happening. And I thought, hey, you know, this is something I want. How many other people want that as well? I love that idea of making the podcast that you want to see in the world and really filling a gap. So tell us a little bit more about your identity as you reflect on your role with this work. My mom is an immigrant from Iran. And so growing up, you know, it was really instilled in us that there's not just one way of doing things. There's multiple ways of doing things and people are going to have different perspectives and people are going to have different life experiences. And I think that's something I really carried with me into adulthood as well. And how I look at family systems is that, you know, each family is really its own culture when we get down to it. And so really what it is at its heart is foster parenting is a lot of culture clashes that are mm. happening. Um, and to just look through it through that lens, I think, is just really powerful and can help us move the conversation forward in some really powerful ways when it comes to foster care reform. 
So you mentioned your sister. Can you tell us a little bit about what it is like and how you share responsibilities and work together? I was a little worried how well we would work together. We both have very strong personalities, Um, (laughs) but it's been really cool because this podcast has actually helped us really grow a lot closer together. I was just terrified of the idea of me just talking into a microphone, (laughs) you know, (laughs) into like a dark hole. And I was like, all right, if this is going to work, I'm going to have to bring in people to interview. And then also Mm -hmm. I don't want it just to be ever like me talking. So um, I floated the idea with my sister and she actually was passionate about foster care even before I was. This has been a long-term passion of hers. And I've just really been amazed at what she can add to the podcast um, and just her perspectives on things. It's been really cool. Another thing is I have a background in journalism, so that's how what my education was, and transforming that into a podcast has been really fun because I always have a ton of questions that I want to mm-hmm. ask people. Every episode we bring on a guest, you know, realizing that we're really not the experts, right, and how much we can learn from all these other people. And, and so I'm curious, even for you, how kind of embodying your voice is part of this, this vulnerability and, and also inviting others to do that too, right? Just inviting people to, to speak and be heard. What has that been like for the show? Like my whole idea around it has changed as I've done this more and more. I would say at the beginning, I wanted a very polished podcast. <laughs> the whole point of mm. Rachel and I creating this podcast was so we could learn ourselves, right? How to be better yes. involved in the foster care system. So concentrating more on that and less on, you know, how polished things are. I think too, like so many of the most powerful moments are the least polished ones, right? When someone's, you Mm. know, trying to find the right words or, you know, getting a little emotional or yeah, just really speaking from the heart, right? Like you can tell they haven't scripted this. As the show has gone on, I've gotten more and more comfortable with being able to tune into those moments that I feel like are really powerful in terms of the vulnerability or what they have to teach us. You know, there's not a lot of podcasts that highlight the perspective of former foster youth or foster youth, you know, LGBT youth and foster families, multicultural foster families, unpartnered foster parents, foster care professionals. There's just so many rich stories, you know, and everyone has something we can learn from. I think what I've really realized through this process, especially going through the Women of Color Incubator Program at House of Pod, is just how powerful storytelling is and how really that's at the heart of every catalyst for change, right? Like every movement is stories, people's stories. You are building a community. You've created a show, but your show goes beyond what happens behind the mic. And I'd love to hear a little bit about how, what your, your vision is for what you're creating. Right now we're building out a resource database of resources for people to get involved in foster care. And so our goal is to start with Colorado Foster Care Resources. And there's not a database that currently exists. And that was one of the biggest barriers I had when becoming a foster parent is figuring out what's that first step. And then also what are those resources that can help me continue to do this work? The foster care system has pretty dire stats. Um, When we look at kids aging out of the system, most of them aren't able to be independent. You know, many end up Mm -hmm. homeless, many end up in jail. And Rachel and I just feel like there's so much room for these statistics to change and so many areas that the foster care system can improve. And so what we're really looking to do is to get more people involved in the foster care system. We definitely need more foster care parents, but also a big passion of ours is letting people know the 
vast variety of ways you can get involved. You know, it can be as little as an hour a month. You know, many people think it's, you know, either I can be a foster parent or I can't really plug in, but there's just so many different ways to do so and so many different great organizations across the nation really providing a lot of opportunities for people to do so. So that's what we're really focused on is getting more people involved, getting more diverse people involved. I think people's stories is one way to do that. And there were so many stories that weren't being told when it comes to foster care. Who are you hoping is listening and therefore being moved by the storytelling on your show? I really see it as two separate groups of people. So one group are current foster parents. You know, we have our foster care training built around our podcast and, you know, a foster care mom recently got in touch with me after listening to one of our episodes. And she said that, as a result of one of our guests on the show talking about their experience being a foster parent, she had started to change some of those um, techniques that she was using with the kids in her care and how it really Mm -hmm. inspired her to think about some things differently. And to me, that's really powerful. And then also the second group of people that we hope are really listening are people that haven't gotten involved yet in the foster care system, but are interested, you know, whether that's volunteering, whether that's donating, whether that's becoming a foster family. People have told us, you know, I've cried listening to your Mm. episode because the stories are really so powerful. I mean, we've had some of our guests cry when sharing their stories. And this is something I really didn't expect for us to be able to just go so deep, right? Someone who doesn't know me to be able to trust me enough to tell their story. I just... I think it's a great honor. Yes. You're doing these interviews and you're doing it with this vision of serving the community. And I would love to hear a little bit about your own approach to holding that space and helping your guests really feel the trust to go deep with you and get into those vulnerable places. I think the number one thing is like being authentic. Another thing is just being vulnerable in myself, right? How can I expect someone else to be vulnerable if I don't help create that space for them? So I try to be really open and honest about myself and my own experiences. I'm not always able to put that on the show just because of like legal reasons um, in terms of what I'm allowed to say about the kids in my home. And I always say at the beginning of every interview, you know, if there's ever a question you don't feel comfortable answering, no problem. Let's skip it. If you ever say something and then you're like, Hey, I didn't like how that was phrased or actually just kind of want to cut that out. No problem. What have you experienced within yourself as you've become an interviewer? That's such a great question. Cause I think this process, right. Changes us just as much as it changes our listeners, if not more. So I think one thing is I became a lot more confident as an interviewer, you know, before with my journalism experience, it was mostly writing and it's so much different than, mm-hmm. you know, pressing record and you have to really make people feel comfortable. Cause I think the default isn't to be comfortable. It just feels a little scary. Um, yeah. and I think over time I was able to have a much more conversational interview. So my thought was at the beginning, um, especially from a journalistic standpoint, right. Is you really take yourself out of the story, it's becoming a more modern thing to like include even like the first person in like an interview mm-hmm. story. Right. So I wanted to take myself out of it as much as possible. And what House of Pod really helped me realize is that with podcasting, you have to get personal with yourself too, in terms of you really want your audience to be able to connect with you. So you really have to be comfortable being vulnerable. With that first episode, Sassy as Hell, I'm not going back and forth with uh, Maddie or interviewee as much as you can see me going back and forth with her mom, which is really cool. We got to interview her adoptive mom. And with her, I was able to build Mm. a rapport a lot faster. Um, Both of them, I think, are amazing 
episodes just because of the people that we had on. They, Maddie is an amazing storyteller. So it worked that I was just kind of stood off to the side. So I think able to have a more clear idea of this is exactly why I'm bringing this person on. And it is a balance of knowing kind of where you want the interview to go. But often the most beautiful moments in an interview are totally unexpected and come when I ask the question, like, do you have anything else to add? Yes. Yes. Yes, I love that question. Gotten some amazing answers from that. So I'd love to hear a little bit about even that kind of relational aspect and how you're making choices about when your voice comes in and when your voice is left out. Even kind of this process of dealing with Um, the power dynamics that show up in our interviews, right? I felt that you were really trying to create a platform for Maddie and her story as a child who'd been in foster care. And I could feel your conversational interviewing both as a skill, but also as a choice come through with trigger dances and cookie sheets, because you were really connecting with someone who had a similar positionality as you, right? Yeah, I like that you, I like that you point that out where Maddie, you know, I I gave her a lot of space and in thinking about you know, her going through society, right? There was a lot of times that she didn't have that space to be able to Mm. share her story. The best thing that could ever happen in foster care, I feel like, is just that you're in pain. I see you. And I think it's something we really need to be thinking about, right? In terms of like equity and inclusion all the time. Whereas when I was interviewing her mom, who, you know, is a family and marriage therapist, she's a foster mom, who was able to be maybe a little more back and forth just because, yes, we were in like the same position. It's really about avoiding pain. And so when, as a parent, you can listen to that, hear that, not try to fix it or dismiss it or minimize it, but just just be with it and let it pull at your heartstrings and move you emotionally, you know, then things start to shift. You know, I had a lot of similar experiences to her as she has had. You know, we both foster parented teenagers, so there was a lot of connection there. I would say the place that this most came to my forefront was actually the episode, How Do I Escape This? And Mm -hmm. I was a little worried I wasn't going to be able to connect with my interviewee. But actually, one of the producers at House of Pod, I shared this with him, and he was like, you know what? Just say it at the beginning. Call it out. Be like, hey, I really want to be respectful of you and your story let me know if I'm not. And he said, just saying that at the beginning will really help. And I think it does. I think it like brought down my adrenaline of like nerves, right? When you actually name the elephant in the room. And I think it also helped her realize like, hey, you know, this is that safe space. And, you know, I had asked her like, hey, you've been on other podcasts, but like, Mm. is there something different that you haven't had the chance to talk about? And she actually said, none of my other interviewers read my book. And it's like, what a, what a disservice, right? Especially because she was a oh. former foster kid, then became a social worker. I mean, the book was so rich. And so I think a lot of people sometimes maybe going that extra mile to mm-hmm. be prepared for an interview really makes people feel valued and shows them like, hey, this is someone who really cares. And this is someone who's going to treat my story with respect because look at all the time that they've really invested. Wow. No, I got I got chills when you said that because I just realized how much we can treat stories kind of like commodities or like projects, but that there's another, that there's another way. And you're modeling this other way through um, not only doing your work, like doing your homework, but also 
having a, a humble approach, right? That actually as a host, you can go through this process of learning and of transforming and that you don't have to know everything or get it all right, but it's kind of the way that you're postured. Um, I'm curious also how folks have responded to your episodes when they were featured. Like what have been the experiences of people like Maddie who get to hear themselves in a vulnerable space as a guest on a show? And what is it like after you you stop recording and put that out into the world? It's something I was actually really nervous about because, yeah, these are really vulnerable stories. And I often wonder like, hey, you know, am I presenting the story in the way this person intended it to be presented? You know, we do go through an edit just for clarity and length. Mm-hmm. And is someone going to be upset? And it's been, it's been really positive. Um, Maddie loved her episode. She, you know, shared it on her Facebook. I think people are really hungry, right, for these different perspectives that aren't being shared widely. Has there been a moment where you really felt like, oh, I think I'm... I think I'm doing this or yeah. Has there been any kind of magical or favorite moment in your podcasting journey so far? I think each time I interview someone, there's a moment where I'm like, yes, this is why I'm doing this with uh, cookie sheets and trigger dances is um, and talking to Patty, Maddie's mom. I almost felt like it was like a personal therapy session for me. She was Mm. just so amazing. And just the fact that we had had a lot of similar experiences when it comes to fostering teens. I think that's what this, podcast is all about is to let people know like, Hey, you're not alone. You know, when it's hard, you're not alone. Um, you know, maybe you wanting to be a parent, you know, but not being able to be a traditional parent, like you're not alone. Like people have come on the podcast and talked about infertility struggles. Like, I think that's what this really is, is like, here's a place that we can all learn from each other. And, um, those are the moments that really make me want to keep doing this, I think, is those moments where I'm like, hey, this is something new that I've never thought about before. It was such a great episode to feel like I could hear you going to therapy, you know, like just truly authentically, vulnerably uh, showing up with a sense of humor and with personal experience of just saying like, yeah, sometimes this is really hard. And you know, you weren't just this kind of distant journalist. You were very much in in it because you are in it, right? As a as a foster parent, so it was really beautiful to hear that. Oh, that's really cool to hear. Well, Natasha, the question: Is there anything else? <laughs> I love that question. I should have <laughs> I should have been prepared for it because I always ask it. <laughs> um, I want to add this, and that's I've been blown away by how supportive the Colorado podcasting community is just like completely blown away. And I would say, don't be shy about asking other people mm-hmm. to be a guest. Cause I learn from other people, how they interview me yes. and um, get a lot of great tips from that. And then it's nice to see what it feels like to sit in the hot seat, right? You can kind of forget <laughs> what that feels like, but I've been completely blown away by how generous everybody is, how supportive they are of each other. And mm-hmm. the more that I can help you thrive, the more we all thrive together. And I think that's just amazing and more so than any other industry that I've been a part of. So that's something that I would encourage other people to is like, you know, really dream big with this because I thought this would take a lot longer to get to the point where we are now. And I'm really grateful for the community just rallying around us and supporting us. Oh, I love that. Yes, absolutely. Just having that encouragement and reminder that like, we're trying to figure these things out together and we are trying to learn 
what it means to be a good interviewer. And I think part of that is how do I be a good listener and how do I invite other people to listen closely as well? So thank you for letting us listen closely to you today um, and being willing to share all of your brilliance and wonderful work with us. Thank you. Thank you. Like you've been personally, of course, been a huge part of my success and House of Pod too. So I'm just really grateful for this platform to be able to talk about this. We've literally not even scratched the surface in terms of all the different perspectives that we hope to bring on the podcast. So our hope is just to continue to bring those stories of diversity and inspire other people to get involved as well. Yay. Oh, it was so fun, Natasha. I just love talking to you. Thank you so much to Natasha for joining us today. We love talking to you. We love what you're doing. And we are so grateful that you decided to make the podcast that this world needed. Yes. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review Just as Special. And if you're interested in foster care or already involved but want to get more involved in foster care, go to justaspecial.com for some resources. I honestly didn't even realize, and call me ignorant, (laughs) but that you could do such a thing like volunteer at a foster care system. Yeah, I'd love to learn more and get more involved with the foster care system in different ways. Exactly. But yeah, to know that you could have that opportunity is very cool. Absolutely. Yes, and... Watching Natasha go on this journey of learning not only how to podcast, but also learning what it means to be a foster parent is so inspiring. And whether you're in foster care or doing some other work that makes the world a better place, I hope this show has inspired you to continue your work and to hopefully get on the mic and tell us about it. Please. We'd love to hear your stories, especially ones like this. Yeah, absolutely. Well... On that note, thank you so much for listening to this episode of From the Margins to the Center. This show is produced by us here at House of Pod in Denver, Colorado. I'm Rebecca Mendoza Nunziato. And I'm Jeanette Harris Quartz. Our amazing audio editor is Juliet Luini with Boss Mastering by Jason Patton. <laughs> and our logo illustrator is Sakina Wise. See you next time. And in the meantime, Go make the podcast you want to hear in the world.